uh, we get a special treat. Uh, we get to have Pastor Don Bader. Uh, he is a longtime friend to us this morning. Amen. He is a longtime friend of Portview. And I was just talking with him beforehand, and he was here from 92 to 95. Um, so many of you know him. Um, if you're over like the age of 25, you probably know him if you have been at Portview. Um, and so it is a privilege and a joy to have him. Um, right now he is serving in the city of Milwaukee, uh, ministering to, uh, uh, people of the Asian culture. And and so he's just continuing to present the gospel and minister to them in, in a whole host of ways. And so would you welcome Pastor Don Bader as he comes to minister the word this morning? you. Good morning. Happy to be here in port uh, this morning. I see a lot of familiar eyes. <laughs> I'm really, I was sitting there and I was thinking, you know, that bottle of water they put for me there looks like a baby bottle. <laughs> so I'm really glad you clarified that it is a baby bottle. <laughs> I have, I have my own, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate very much your faithful giving and support. Uh, your mission's heart uh, definitely is a reality here at Portview. God cares about lost people, and his mission keeps going. Even in the midst of all the challenges uh, and difficult circumstances, and actually... Uh, uh, Maybe because of the difficult challenges and circumstances, God is accelerating his work. Greetings from my wife, Terry, and our daughters, Chrissy and Jenny, and Chrissy's husband, Brad. Uh, our family as well. We're just, uh, uh, we're just a bit older. Uh, uh, actually, I'm looking in the mirror lately, and I'm thinking, you know, I look better with a mask on than a mask off. <laughs> so there can be some benefit, I guess. Uh, how, how are you feeling these days? Good? Good? Navigating this storm uh, with some success and, uh, or struggles? Feeling down, discouraged, frustrated. I've seen all of those. I've felt those at different times. Uh, or maybe just as a friend recently told me, he just feels blah. Uh, if so, you're in the right place this morning. You're in the right place to hear something from God uh, that you can take home with you. And for the next few minutes, I want to share a message I've entitled, Lift Your Vision to the God of Mission. And I think it's up on the screen there. I hope you will find this message inspiring and encouraging and a little bit challenging. You know, the, 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 for most places in the world outside of America... It's dangerous to be a Christian. It's extremely challenging. It's risky to be a Christian. 
It's hard. Maybe this is somewhat of a test for us. Uh, Maybe you've thought of it that way. Maybe you're just thinking about it now for the first time. Uh, How strong is our faith? Is our faith in God strong enough to withstand the challenges that are going on all around us? It's an important question. How, how deep is our faith? How, how difficult will it be for the enemy to sink us? I hope it's impossible, no matter what happens. And the more crazy things get, the more vital it is that we fix our eyes on the things of God, that we put our attention on the things above. He is our hope, our source of strength, our resource, our faithful father. And before I go any further, I want to have a prayer that God will will speak a word to our hearts. Dear God, we come before you this morning in need of your touch, in need of a life-giving word from you. Father, I pray that you would speak. I pray that your Holy Spirit will apply your word to our hearts. Give us something that will impart fresh life to each of us from you. Give us something from you, God, that will nourish our soul. Father, we pray this in the powerful and victorious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The Bible describes two kinds, two two greatest events following the creation of the world. What's the greatest event in the Old Testament after creation? It's the Exodus. It's the God who powerfully delivers the Israelites out of Egypt in an impossible situation. How about New Testament? That's an easier one. Greatest event, the death and resurrection of Jesus. They thought that Jesus was dead and gone. How wrong they were. So first, let's just talk a little bit about the deliverance of Israel out of Egypt. God saved his people from an invincible oppressor. There was really no hope for Israel apart from God. There is really nothing they could do to free themselves. But God did it. Jumping ahead 1,300 years after the Exodus, about 1,300 years, Jesus brought a new Exodus for God's people. For whosoever would put their faith in Jesus would be delivered, would be saved, would be freed 
Both events seem totally unlikely. Israel walking on dry ground through the Red Sea. Jesus walking out of the tomb on that first Easter Sunday. Both opened up a new relationship for people with God. After freedom from Egypt, Moses and the people of Israel celebrated with a song. It's found in Exodus chapter 15. In fact, I remember as a new Christian last century (laughs) uh, singing this song. It was a popular song in church. Uh, Now it's so old, it's probably brand new for many of you. But for those who are my age, uh, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. That's verse 1, Exodus chapter 15. Uh, And then it continues, verse 2. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Notice the words of uh, deliverance, the words of triumph. This is my God, verse 2 says. In the middle of the song, verse 11, Who is like you, O Lord, glorious, awesome, performing great wonders? And the song ends with these words, The Lord will reign forever and ever. They experienced, all seemed hopeless, power, his victory, his triumph. When all seemed hopeless, he won for them. So clearly, this song is a celebration of God's power and victory. And our God makes his people victorious. Just let that sink in for a moment. Our God makes his people victorious. Regardless of the circumstances and situation. In fact, the worse it looks, the greater the victory. Exodus chapter 15 says that no one, nothing is as awesome as God. No one is as powerful. He is king over all forever. And the Exodus shows us that God spares no effort in intervening on behalf of his people. You can hold on to that truth. God spares no effort to intervene on our behalf. And of course, now jumping to the New Testament. In the same way, Jesus reveals God's powerful victory, his victorious work to reach and deliver people. You and I are here today because of the victory of Jesus. His death and resurrection was planned even before the beginning of time, which shows us God has always been on a mission to help people, to help 
people who are in impossible situations. So jumping ahead from Exodus all the way to the end of the Bible, the book of Revelation, specifically chapter 12, verses 10, 11, and 12. I think you'll see them on your screen there. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last. Salvation and power and the kingdom of our God. And the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before God day and night. And verse 11. They have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life, their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Therefore, verse 12, rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens, rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you in great anger knowing that he has little time. A lot can be said from these three verses, but I'm just going to give you three significant truths and leaving out a lot of other details. First of all, the devil knows that he has a little time, so he is bringing terror on the earth. I don't think I need to say a lot more about that uh, other than the devil is desperate because he knows he has lost. It's a fight of, uh, it's a fight out of losing. It's a fight out of anger. Secondly, God's kingdom of peace and purity is coming. Our future, verse 10. Our future as the people of God is full of incredible hope. God's, if I can say it this way, God's got this. God's got you. I heard a friend of mine say at a church a couple weeks ago, God's got your back and your side and your front and your top and your bottom. God's got you. His plan is going forward and being accomplished. It's just hard to see with all the stuff that's happening. Third, Victory is for sure. Verse 11, the middle verse in those three. And they defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. His death and resurrection is our victory. 
is our peace, is our triumph, our devotion to him in the middle of trials and challenges, our love putting him first declares to all the people around us his victory and his value. Did you catch that? Our trust in God in the middle of difficult circumstances, in a sense, speaks loud and clearly to the people around us, showing that we put our value not in what we see, but in the one who is yet unseen, but at work. The enemy wants to crush us. There is no doubt about that. The enemy wants to crush and silence the church, not just in America, in other countries as well, across the nations. He wants to discourage. He wants to, uh, uh, what would capture us. But he has already been conquered. That's a, you can put that note on your refrigerator. He has already lost. He may win some skirmishes along the way, but he's lost the war. It's finished. Our God wins. And those connected to our God win with God. I like those odds. You know, when I was a kid, I was like the last person chosen to be on the baseball team. You know, when they would choose sides, if I wasn't one of the pickers, I would be the leftover. You get him this time. We had him last time. You know, <laughs> I didn't think I was that bad, but everybody else did. <laughs> I like the odds that victory for us is not dependent on me. (laughs) It's not dependent on my ingenuity. It's not dependent on my skill. It's not dependent on my ability. It's dependent on my God. Just look at the exodus and look at the resurrection. He did it for us. Around the world, we see governments and religions and unreligious people working furiously to stamp out Christianity. It seems to be a wave across the world. I could mention Asia, places in Asia, challenges there, the Middle East, secularism in Europe and here in the West. But I have good news. I have really, 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 really good news. They will fail. The the kingdom of God already been won by our God. The kingdom of God is coming and no government, no devil can stop what God is wanting to do, what God is doing. The lost are getting found. 
Lives are being transformed. He is coming. Our God has already triumphed. Recently, I received this message from an Asian student, and I'm going to veil the details uh, to protect his identity. He says, I am back in Asia right now. I became a Christian at such and such a church. Please tell your church in Milwaukee about this. He says, my church preaches the gospel of grace and is excellent. This August, I begin graduate studies in, and he gives the city. My friends at the previous church have already helped me find a new church in my new city. He was in Milwaukee about five years ago as a high school exchange student from Asia. Came to some Bible studies, English classes. He was here at first with his parents and uh, seemed that there was no result in the, in the, you know, in our effort to plant God's word in our heart, it seemed we didn't, we, there was no outward result. But God was working behind the scenes. And the, the, the word of God has great power to affect people's lives. And God's spirit, after he left Milwaukee and, and transferred to a, to a different university, actually finished high school and then transferred, uh, God was going ahead of him. And God had Christians prepared at the university where he attended. And after several years, they were able to lead him to salvation. The power of God's word in a person's heart is so incredible. We may not see an outward response. We may not see anything outwardly. But we don't know what God is doing in, inside of them. And they defeated him, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by his testimony. Our God's mission cannot be stopped. His purpose to bring salvation will prevail. And the victory is not in our muscle. Hallelujah for that. <laughs> it's in our God. So what is our response? Lift your vision higher. Look above what's going on around. See him who is on the throne. Exodus chapter 15, verse 18. See the one who is high and lifted up. Secondly, worship stronger. I will sing. I will sing 
to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Exodus 15, verse 1. Pray passionately. Third, he came to save as many as possible. And in all that's going on, people are really, not not all people, but people are really generally more open than previous. Pray passionately. The blood of the lamb is victory. Revelation 12, verse 11. Show your continually. Fourth, shine his light. Show your trust in the God who is victorious. He's really the only victory we all have. Revelation 12, verse 11. They defeated the enemy by his blood. Fifth, live joyfully. Revelation 12, verse 12 says, therefore rejoice. Because our joy comes from him. Number six, endure hardship. Revelation 12, verse 12 says, terror will come, but he only has a little time. Only a little time. Number seven, stay focused on God. His kingdom is coming. We pray that often, right? His kingdom come. His will be done. We're praying for this. We're praying for his work. And lastly, rest in his victory. You don't have to figure it all out. Rest in the victory he has already won. He has triumphed gloriously. Exodus 15 verse 1 and verse 2 says, And he has given me strength. Our strength comes from above. So lift your vision to the God of mission. And keep your focus on him. And you will come through all of this with a greater and closer walk with him. You will come through all of this victorious in his victory. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your powerful victory. You have shown us in your word that no enemy can withstand your plan, your purpose, and your work for your people. Father God, help us to walk out of here in your enablement, in your new strength, in your refreshing, in your encouragement, in your inspiration. Help us to walk out of here with our eyes set on who you are, on what you are doing, on what you have done, on what you have planned. Help us, Father, to walk out of here filled with your life-giving word. You have triumphed gloriously for us. Father, we pray all of this because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless.